Yeah. Hello and welcome to Military Mantra. In this interview, we have today Captain Vineet Koka, who have served the Indian Armed Forces. And in this interview, we'll try to understand his journey of joining Indian Army, life within Indian Army in the Parachute Regiment, and various life lessons that he has learned over his service. So welcome, sir, and thank you for coming on this interview today. Yeah, thanks, Akash. Thanks. Thanks for you know taking out time for me. Wonderful uh, meeting you. Yeah. So, if you could, you know, tell us, you know, how, how did your journey of joining the Indian Armed Forces and the Parachute Regiment started, and you know, what motivated you back then to join the forces? Right. So, actually, uh, unlike a lot of other people, I was not uh, very keen on joining army in my initial days or in my younger days uh, because my father and mother both were, uh, you know, army officers. Uh, my father uh, retired as a colonel. and my mother also retired as a colonel from you know amc she was a doctor so i was uh, all i was born and brought up in the army environment and uh, you know uh, till my almost graduation days i was very keen on doing something like an mba or you know doing something which is more on the corporate side but uh, uh, my mother was you know posted in uh, mh belgaon Uh, and belgaon is a hub to infantry and you have the commando corps which happens there there's junior leaders wing so when i was there in belgaon those 3 years i you know met with lot of army officers uh, especially from the infantry that changed my mindset very quickly and i got really fascinated with army you know especially serving the infantry and uh, you know i used to meet lot of young officers they used to come for their commandos in a commando course and i had the fortune to meet them and uh, that's where i decided i think so it was during my graduation second year and third year i thought yeah this is something which is more exciting and i finally decided to join the army yeah uh, sir you would have gone through you know the cds entry right so you would have gone to the ssb as well so if you could briefly tell us you know how was your ssb experience back then how did you prepare and what would you suggest to the aspirants who are you know uh, aspiring to join the armed forces and you know going to appear for ssb yeah so i i think so i was pretty you know i was in the second year of uh, my graduation when i decided that i'm going to join army uh, i knew everything about how to join army because as i told you from my you know initial childhood days i have been in the army environment so uh, i knew the basics that how you need to prepare for ssb you know especially the cds examination uh, second is i i knew what is ssb it's not something which can be taken easily because there is nothing like a correct formula uh, indian army is one of the only uh, services or organizations where you know ssb is pretty tricky there's nothing like you're very good and you're super confident that you will crack through ssb Uh, because a lot of people who are who are very amazing who have done outside you know wonders outside you know they have uh, built careers in the corporate world in finance in hr in marketing have not been able to crack ssb so i i, I knew about how to prepare for it one is i, I did uh, you know understand from many people who, who had gone for ssb before and second is there were that time i don't know now it happens or not that time there were some formal coachings which used to happen for ssb so i had gone to delhi especially i spent about 10 days there 
10 days or 15 days i don't remember and i went through the solid 15 days or coaching through in one of the academies it was a, an ex uh, retired colonel his name was tansi uh, so and i did a coaching there and then i went for my ssb and uh, i was pretty well prepared yeah see there are some set uh, set standard preparations you can do in terms of you know how you can prepare for an interview but in terms of tips for ssb uh, my suggestion would be you need to be a you need to be very upfront and very candid about what you are and you should be confident about uh, you know why you want to join the army the reasons to join you know uh, so it has to be a very straightforward approach you cannot be someone and try to pretend to be someone so it's better that you know you kind of take an very different and a very straightforward approach that is be yourself so my suggestion would be you should be very very open about you and your personality one second is you need to be very positive because i think so in ssb they look at positivity a lot because in army you are put into a lot of adverse situations multiple times where the only thing which can get you out of there is positivity and third is you have to be confident uh because they are looking for somebody who is confident and mature who can handle you know situations and lot of troops in very difficult situations right so you if as a young officer you need to have these three qualities upfront confident and very positive right. or maybe i have not put the order right upfront and open very po- uh, positive and confident yeah yeah uh sir within ssb circles you know there is a term called olq officer like qualities that is been used you know there are 15 olqs which everybody keeps on talking about what is your perspective about it do they exist or do they get developed over the training time or you know people come with those 15 olqs so what is your perspective about those officer like qualities uh, in fact uh, i have a very confused view on this officer like qualities you know i have heard a lot about this olqs you know what's an officer like quality but uh, honestly because i've been all my life in the army and i served myself in the army for about 7 years there is nothing like an officer like quality you know basically you need to be a very good humble and a straightforward human being you know you you don't uh, if you are i mean i'll tell you what are not officer like qualities you know if you are very over smart you know you're trying to always uh, look for a shortcut you're not straight forward with you know people you are not helpful to people you know you are not a team player you know you are not a person who respects you know others you're not a, you're a person who doesn't value others opinion that's something you know which is something which you should not do right and that's what becomes Uh, an officer like quality so ideally every person who has had good grooming and who has a good positive outlook towards life has an officer like qualities they have officer like qualities but the day you start differing as a human being like you know you're trying to take advantage of others you're not being straight forward you're lying you're not being humble you're not helpful so those are automatically qualities which come out in ssb maybe in a normal you know interview they may not come out but ssb is a very tough process where 3 4 days they test you on psychology and so maybe these are the qualities 
come out very inherently if a person is having them in a negative way correct so but there's nothing like i i strongly believe there's nothing like an officer like quality that okay mm-hmm. these are the five qualities you need to become an officer there's nothing like that these qual- mm-hmm. you need to be a straightforward and a nice human being who is always positive helpful and once you join the academy army as a organization or a institution develops this officer like qualities within you like qualities like you know courage qualities like you know being very very upfront you know qualities like accept, accepting your mistakes so mm. these are some qualities which get developed so if you are from the beginning you know a very very different person i mean who has uh, not officer not good human being qualities then maybe you get rejected right because mm. you, it comes out in your interview right okay. uh, yeah so uh, that's all about oil i think it's just a, it's it's a, it's just a word which is overhyped i think mm. so uh sir you spoke about you know the academy life and how it trains you know a young guy into you know a man so you know if you could tell us your experience in the officer training academy how was it any memorable instance that you know you would like to share yeah there are so many of them you know when i joined the academy i was not even 20 years old so i was one of the youngest guys to join you know ota and when i joined the ota you know from day one you know i thought that i knew everything about army it's going to be a piece of cake for me but you know the day one you land in the academy you come to know that this is a different ball game it's very difficult and there are so many experiences it is you know it starts from day one when we were first termers and suddenly our seniors came back from some camp and you know we were all lined up at night 10:30 and the seniors started you know mentally questioning us not physically and that mentally you know when they started questioning us that you know what's your name what background you come from and they made us go through some series of you know you know uh, question uh, question answers and stuff like that so uh, one or two of my batchmates fainted you know it was it was such a tough night the first night itself and it was not actually if you look back at look back to it you know it was a very normal thing like you know they being tough with us making us do some exercises but since it was the first day it was like <laughs> two of them could not take it and they they kind of fainted others were very worried uh, the second uh, of course i remember is that you know uh, the day one you landed you know it was like you feel that you are going to become an officer but they immediately make you sit in a you know in a in a shaktiman you are taken out in the academy and they make you change in the garden that means you all are in your civil dresses they make you change on the hot road in the garden to your formal you know dress of the academy and then you report to various places like to which company are you going to get allocated so it's like a chaos right it's like so busy and every day uh, an academy was was not a easy day for me i mean i consider my t- academy training more tougher than commando course or you know even even para provision and other kind of trainings i have done because every day one you are in a new environment and every day you are going through a very very tightly you know fitted schedule and on top of that you have seniors who don't, who bunch into your extra time or who munch into your extra time so it it was a tough time and you know some of the camps like 
there's a camp shatruji in which you need to run 40 kilometers back with your you know with your all your equipment and load and it was hot like crazy and we took a wrong route somewhere so uh and then you know when we came back you know <laughs> it was like you know maybe we were competing for a position and you know we were somewhere third or fourth so academy was overall very tough uh, to me still uh, till date i have done all the toughest courses of indian army and i've done all of them whether it's commandos haws you know para provision and other kind of courses like diving course uh, but still when i look back i definitely would you know grade academy training was the toughest thing i've done in indian army yeah, yeah. Uh, sir if you could also tell us you know your journey after officer training academy to you know joining the parachute regiment so how did you decide to join the paras and you know how was your journey in between that right so in the officer training academy i was very clear that i joined army because i wanted to join infantry uh, because that was what motivated me to join army because my mother was posted in in belgaum in the military hospital that's where i saw what infantry is all about what commando course is all about so that so obviously in academy i opted for infantry so i had opted for paras but uh, there were only few vacancies which come in para and even at that time now it seems para is always oversubscribed that means if there are five seats of or vacancies of para there are 15 opties but that time also in our batch the para uh, was oversubscribed i mean there were not that there were more opties than the vacancies so i didn't get para in first uh, shot from the academy so i i got five assam uh, it's known as it's the 5th battalion the assam regiment again a very a very decorated and a very nice uh, you know battalion and i served about 2 years in assam regiment and uh, in 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 the chinese border and then i came back to punjab with them and then i opted for parachute regiment once again and uh, then i uh, when i opted for paras then i got my call from seven para i did my provision so it was like a difficult journey for me going into paras because i had to wait a lot uh because in the academy i was not able to join paras despite opting and then after i joined uh, you know infantry you know i i was having a very good tenure with fire sam uh, my parent battalion and from there when you opt for paras it's it's again a long process you know it's not that because there are so many every there are shortage of officers everywhere there's so much work an infantry battalion is supposed to do so not not everybody is ready to relieve you they're not saying okay you can go and opt right so it takes its own time and uh, was a very was a very difficult and a long wait but finally i was happy that at least i got an opportunity and i was able to go for my provision yeah yeah Uh, sir if you could also tell us you know your experience within the probation which you underwent for seven para and you know also if you can put light on why parachute regiment become so special that you know it gets oversubscribed as well at the academy right ah uh, uh, so so that's a very uh, difficult question to answer uh, because uh, you know till the time you have not experienced that right you will not be able to understand why provision is so difficult to do you know as i told you if you mention uh, if you remember i mentioned that my academy time was the most difficult training i did but the good thing was that i was always doing the training with my bunch of my buddies or my course mates so however difficult things are 
you feel that okay you're doing it part of a group now when when i went for paras uh, you know provision one was i was already a captain by that time so you got you settled down into the army you've already done your courses like commandos hors you know i i got instructor grading in all the courses and i was like the adjutant of my battalion so from there suddenly you know where you're at a such a powerful position like an adjutant where you're managing one of the you know you're like the right hand of the commanding officer suddenly going for para provision where you start again from zero like the day i landed in agra you know i was asked to you know change my dress in the agra station you know in, in the railway station i was asked to wear my combat and i was made to you know uh, run about 5 to 10 kilometers with my you know full battle load and my ak47 and things like that so it's it's again a sudden gear change uh, and para provision varies from a battalion to battalion so every battalion has their own process where they test you and it's it's very difficult uh, to say the least is that you know because one everybody is looking at you you know and they're looking at you from uh, a big question mark that are you good enough to join us okay that itself puts you under lot of pressure second is when you land there you feel that you know para but uh, shoot regiment is the elite because it's all about you know fitness it's all about weapon training it's all about you know doing different things at a at a new level altogether than the normal infantry battalions right and then you are supposed to do everything alone and it's a, it's a never ending day starts at morning 4 it ends at 11 at night also you cannot sleep well because there's somebody or the other calling you and giving you some additional you know tasks and responsibilities and it's pretty long right i mean imagine doing this day in and day out for you know one month it's not one month two months three months four months five months and then six months so no, on an average an officer gets selected for uh, the parachute regiment or clears his provision between a duration of three months to six months so doing all that continuously alone for three months and it's it's at another level together like in commandos if you run 40 kilometers here you have to run like 110 110 120 kilometers right in commandos if you are doing you know uh, you do your bpt that's the battle physical efficiency test 5 kilometers two times here you have to do almost i don't know countless times so it's it's at another level of physical stress and more that physical is still okay there is a term which we use in parachute regiment which is mental toughness are you mentally tough to keep going on you know despite so many you know adversities despite doing it alone despite the you know the complete ecosystem being so you know so neutral towards you i would not use the word negative but they are very neutral they are like they don't appreciate you they are like okay we just want to see how much more you have and it's it's really tough that's why it's it's one of the best battalions and it's one of the best regiments of indian army right so mm-hmm. it's not easy wearing that maroon beret yeah Correct. uh sir if you could also tell us you know your first paratrooping experience because you know you after that you were gone for the paratrooping your first paratrooping so how was your first jump so how was your complete experience in terms of how you were trained and the first time you looked out of the aircraft right so uh, uh, i mean uh, it's a very the most difficult thing is clearing your provision 
and by the time you have cleared your provision you know you have gone through already health in 3 months right or 4 months or 5 months how much of a time you take to clear that for example when i went for my para provision we were total four people three of them were from academy i was from you know coming from infantry battalion and only i got through not because the three of them got were not selected they just couldn't make it they couldn't last that time uh, you know one of them mentally gave up one of them got physically injured one of them you know felt that you know he was not you know up to it and somehow he was not very positive towards the whole thing so i was the only one left at the end who was there for the complete three months and i got through okay so after that you know they 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 send you for a uh, for a parachute jump course which we call it as para basics and that's a very 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 professional course it's because uh, it's run between indian army uh, paratrooper training school and uh, air force so there are thorough set of drills processes which you have to go through which is known as ground training so you go through your ground training for good about 20 days where there are a lot of simulations on which they test you like how you are supposed to jump what should be your body position what can happen wrong what can happen you know totally uh, you know in terms of some you know emergencies how are you how are you supposed to you know do those drills and then they take you finally for something known as a air experience where first time they take you in uh, inside the an32 and they take you up in the air and they you know open the ramp and they try to give you that experience that how does the outside world look from from a aircraft from a aircraft uh, because <laughs> going in a civil aircraft like a jet airways and looking outside of the window is different but when the half of the air, aeroplane completely opens up and you're looking outside from, like it's like a huge balcony that's a different experience so they give they give you this air experience and then they bring you down and then the second time then they take you for the first jump so the first jump is of course you know it's totally chaos i mean you are standing there hoping that everything will go right and suddenly there are there is this there are three li- lights red yellow green they say yellow on that means you you're about to come to your drop zone and green means you are supposed to jump so i i actually till date don't remember whether i jumped or the aircraft moved itself or the air force person pushed me so i i always think that it's the third thing and the air force you know the my trainer or my you know the, from air force he pushed me and i'm thankful to him that he pushed me because I, that's how i went out of the aircraft i think so <laughs> okay so it's only it's only after your fifth jump you come to your senses okay. so the first three jumps you don't even remember what has happened mm. after the fourth jump you start remembering okay now i jumped the aircraft moved i could see my parachute opening fifth and slowly the more you keep doing right the more it becomes like a known fear for you and then it becomes a normal thing for you and then it becomes like a regular you know piece of cake for you but however you know you might have done 100 jumps 200 jumps it is a it's a very risky thing to do because anything can go wrong like i have one of my seniors who was a skydiver here in skydive school pataya he has done more than 4000 jumps mm-hmm. and finally one of the jumps on sunday which is like a free fall jump he got injured and he got mm-hmm. injured very badly and he was like bedridden for almost uh, you know 2 years 
had to go through a lot of treatment so it's it it is a very it looks easy uh, but uh, trust me it's not easy and it's very risky uh, when something goes wrong okay and uh, doing it uh, para jumping for fun is different you know you know just jumping wearing your sneakers and a nice parachute but para jumping in combat kind of an environment is the most riskiest thing you can do because one you are jumping out of a a big plane which is not meant for actually uh, you know paratrooping or mm. uh, skydiving yeah second is you are jumping with so much of load your weapon your you know ammunition your rucksack and third you are jumping at night you know mm. so not none of the jumps will happen at daytime the basic uh, principle of uh, parachute jumps or para dropping is that everything happens in pitch dark night that's a mm. moonless night normally right so it's uh, most of your jumps which you do in indian army as a paratrooper you do it at night whether it's mm. the exercise jumps whether it's the practice jumps so okay. it's a very good experience yeah good fun yeah uh, sir you also told me you know you have done scuba diving as well right so within your regiment yeah. so i think there uh, i have heard somewhere that you know, you cannot be you know mastering the the air say para dropping or basically becoming a combat free faller and also a say combat diver is that possible somebody can be both yeah yeah they earlier see there were people who could do both okay see it all depends upon number of vacancies you have okay so normally as a para trooper you are supposed to specialize in couple of things and couple of geographies like you know for example you can specialize in combat free fall which is like jumping about 25000 feet with an oxygen cylinder and you know uh, going through that complete practice of you know switching off or taking or opening your chute at 20000 feet or so and doing what is known as high altitude high opening we call it hao hao jump or doing something known as halo high altitude low opening so there are two so that's one one specialization you do combat free fall then there is second specialization which you do is known as diving so basically you do a diving course in cochin with marine commandos and uh, deep sea divers of navy and that's a specialization which you can do as a paratrooper uh, so normally there are people who have done both i know many of them but again uh, these days you know i get i think so you get option to do only one because there is very there is shortfall of vacancies because these are very you know specialized courses i think so the vacancies are not much and if there are vacancies also you know an officer also has to be free right because all the battalions of parachute regiment are mostly engaged in some operational area so that's why some of them specialize in cff some of them specialize in diving that makes sense uh, sir if you could you know also tell us as a young captain how was your you know first combat experience within the parachute regiment hmm. so see combat experience is uh, something not only as parachute regiment even uh, all the infantry battalions anybody who has served in operational areas like you know jammu and kashmir or northeast they have gone through you know uh, a combat experience right so uh, a combat experience is is a is a very is a very risky thing wherein you are either searching for the enemy or you have laid an ambush somewhere or suddenly you are you know taken by surprise or ambushed by an enemy right 
so uh, when that happens again the indian army gives you a lot of training in terms of different drills you have what you follow you have your ammunition uh, weapon and ammunition with you how to handle a weapon in 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 combat scenarios things like that so uh, the first uh, combat experience uh, which i had uh, in jnk it's it's all about you know how suddenly you receive a fire from someone like which is of course a militant and you're completely taken by surprise because you're always training for it but you you're just waiting for that moment when it's going to really happen to you right and then you you take your drills in terms of you know how you return fire you know how you cross fire and then most of it is happening at night so that's where again you know your all the training which you do is tested and uh, you know uh, so it's all about experience so you uh, you might be a paratrooper you might be in parachute regiment you might have done years of training but till the time you don't experience that and then you know you experience it again and again and again that's where you start becoming good at combat where your sixth sense starts you know hinting at you that what is right to do and what is wrong to do and uh, uh, how to uh, you know uh, approach a certain scenario whether it's you know uh, you're trying to ambush a militant group or you're doing a search and cordon so all that comes with experience so uh, of course the first time you face it your adrenaline is very high and uh, you are not that much in control <laughs> because it's it's something which you're facing for the first time but slowly over a over a period of you know time and again doing it day in and day out you build that capability where you are able to manage a situation like this in a very controlled way and managing your troops also you know and that to doing it at doing it at a very young age because it's what's the age you know when 21 22 and imagine at that age you know your most of the people are in college you know and they are just enjoying riding bikes and all and here you are in a completely un- completely unknown territory a difficult terrain managing a team of you know 120 or people and experiencing such scenarios where despite you don't have the experience everyone is looking up to you again everybody is seeing okay what is you know the officer going to say or what is saab going to say how is he going to react and we will follow what he says because it's taken right everybody assumes that oh you got trained in academy and you are a lieutenant so we have to look up to you that's how indian army works you have got through para provision you are one of the toughest you have you know worn a maroon beret so you know it all but you know combat is different it's something which you build upon years and years of you know combating and gaining that experience yeah, yeah. so sir, if you could also tell us you know <laughs> when you go into combat you go as a team right so as a young captain or lieutenant when you go you might not have the experience but you have some kind of you know drills and trainings so how does as a team you will have a set of havaldar subedar majors and subedar will be helping you out so how does that team work happen at that combat experience has it ever happened to you where you know you thought as a team we work and that, that's how it worked out for us yeah yeah definitely i mean you can't be a rambo there right Uh, you are trained well, but you are not a Rambo or a Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the real combat doesn't happen like how it is shown in the movies. You don't know from where the fire is coming. It's pitch dark, you know, and that's where 
as an officer what you can do is that you can always control the situation and you know manage your team but at the end of the day the people in your team are highly experienced somebody who is an havaldar comes with about 12 to 14 years of you know work experience and also lot of you know operational experience of working in combat zones whether it's jnk jammu and kashmir whether it's northeast so obviously they are very you know they are the ones who guide you in the sense you know they are the ones who take some you know self uh, self uh, you know triggered actions also because they know more than you it's only you after gaining doing one tenure in valley come out rich valley means kashmir you come out with these experiences that okay this is how you are supposed to manage a difficult situation otherwise it's all about team it's all about you know your junior commissioned officer uh, you know subedar saab or it's you know your your havaldars or even your men uh, the men you know like they uh, sol- uh, soldiers lance nike they have so much if, if somebody has done two tenures more than you in kashmir right he definitely has more experience than you you might have done lot you might have done lot of you know learning on on the, on on in your presses of tactics and all but you have to give due weightage to what they say take their advice understand what their earlier experiences were and then take a decision the decision is always going to be yours but how you take that decision and how you take advice and uh, take everybody's point of view is very important got it um sir if you could also tell us you know you have gone to so many combat what was your favorite weapon <laughs> see there are a lot of favorite weapons uh, my favorite weapon i always like the you know ever green and ever favorite of everyone ak47 that has been my favorite weapon because uh whenever i used it whether i maintained it well or you know it was sometimes it, it went through some difficult you know situations like you know uh, totally in it was in mud and you know a lot of gravel whatever it was it never happened that my ak didn't fire in my 7 years you know uh, working in the army on top of it there are other weapons also like i i always loved firing the you know agl there's a weapon known as anti grenade launcher it's it's a black weapon very sleek and it's got a pump button where you press it together and it just that weapon always fascinated me <coughs> like how it you know fires a, it launches a grenade at such a long distance then i love firing a medium machine gun because that uh, tripod stand and the the thump and the noise of a medium machine gun is something which you know really fascinated me uh, the other weapons i fired were atgm missile anti tank guided missile which was again a very sophisticated missile uh but i think so if i have to rate top 3 which i really enjoyed uh you know firing and you know really enjoyed using is the ak47 followed by you know agl which fascinated me that how it kind of is so sophisticated to drop a grenade so far away and that grenade is pretty potent and third is the medium machine gun so these are top 3 favorites of mine others are there like some people say rocket launcher is very good but i always found it as a you know a good weapon to fire uh, but you know it's it's not a weapon which you can carry with you everywhere and you know you can use it that freely and then there are some other specialized weapons like uzi 
and other you know uh, rifle guns which we have are but they have not i didn't use them much honestly they were there always but so it has to be ak47 that's okay. my favorite one sir there's one more thing that we have seen one of your photos where you spot a badge of russian arm <laughs> so probably yeah. you can tell us a story of how that happened you know i i, I think i'm i've seen only you with that badge no no nothing like that i mean that batch got again it's it's just got overhyped that batch actually you know seven para had done a joint exercise with russian uh, you know special forces and russian airborne division wherein once they had come to agra and we did a full training with them in mahajan field firing ranges where we did a airborne exercise with them uh, wherein you know uh, in that exercise we even dropped tanks through using parachutes pmps you know and even indian army went to russia and you know we got trained there so that was the complete battalion which went through that i mean even gorav chaturvedi sir was was the second in command during that training and as part of you know undergoing that training we all we all in seven para got that batch that means we all are specialized to train uh, we are specialized to jump from russian equipment and uh, russian aircrafts and also we have trained with russian army uh, so that's the uh, that's what the batch is all about so a lot of people in seven para have it <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, so my next question be you know you have served in indian armed forces and even the parachute regiment if i ask you any three life lessons that you have learned which you currently use in your corporate or the civil world any three life lessons yeah the three life lessons i learned uh, you know one is in terms of you know uh, your planning you know army teaches you at a very young age that how you are supposed to plan your work you know because everything in army happens through a process it's not this that you get up and you know you just start doing things like how you become an officer is a process how you become a paratrooper is a process how you complete a course like commandos is a process how you are get trained to jump out of a aircraft is a process so you prepare so that's one thing which we call as planning so i always plan out things in a very simple way because i believe that making simple plans is more effective than doing plans which are just hanging in the air so that is one thing which army has taught me you know always make clear cut simple plans which are achievable because if you don't achieve it that means you know you are in a in a very terrible situation right suppose i have gone i have gone for an operation and if i have not planned it well i have not achieved the plan the you know the outcome is that either i have had some casualty that means i have lost some men or brothers or it's that you know the i was not able to take full use of an opportunity so planning is definitely one thing which i carry with me as a life lesson second is uh, confidence you know i am very confident you know whether i'm speaking to any person like if i'm speaking to a you know a owner of a billion dollar company also my confidence is uh, you know i speak to him in the same way like how i'm speaking to you right because army t- gives you that confidence because at a very young age army as an organization grooms you it it gives you all those you know requisite trainings which make you confident for life right and the last one which i have learned is being humble you know i i think i don't know whether many people from army take this uh, 
as a life lesson but i have always taken it as a life lesson because i always felt that you know uh, i am really blessed you know that at such a young age i joined army you know when i was a officer all the people you know they respected me so much uh, whether i deserved that respect i didn't I, i didn't deserve that respect because at the end of the day i was 20 years old when i became a lieutenant so at 20 years old i was a, i was an army officer right so just because you've done you cleared your ssb and you've done your training doesn't mean that everybody will respect you but that's what army is all about so i saw that everybody is so humble you know despite let's say you asked me a question uh, how do you manage difficult situations with your team members whether it's a combat situation i manage it because everybody is so humble and they they give you that you know respect and uh, they give you, they give you such warm treatment despite you having zero experience right because you are so uh, i was always very humble in army also i used to always you know uh, have a very good relationship with my men i was always very very cordial with them very friendly with them i never had you know you know any air about me that you know whether you know i am in parachute regiment i'm doing well or even after leaving army you know i've worked in corporate i've traveled to 35 plus countries i've done so many businesses been part of startups but i've been very humble and this humble trait came to me from you know being in the army because you have such simple and lovely people in the army who come from different parts of india and who are so humble and so you know nice and that's one thing i learned so these are the three things you know which i would which are life lessons for me from the army that's nice so my final question to you would be you know a lot of aspirants defense aspirants would be watching us so what would be your message to all of them who wants to join the armed forces it can be either army navy or air force or coast guard anything yeah uh, my message to them is uh, you know one as you would have seen that uh, you know our con- conversation would have been definitely very different to the other interviews you have done you know because this is more practical this is more about you know i'm talking to you in a very casual way right so my uh, my first you know advice to them is be yourself you know don't try to be a rambo or don't try to be a arnold schwarzenegger and think that if you have that kind of a attitude army will take you or some people you know they get too fascinated they want to go for a ssb and they want to portray themselves you know as bhagat singh you know don't have be very very practical you know it's 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 good to have your heroes but it has to be a part of your personality not that you become that you know so a lot of you aspirants who want to join the defense forces it's a, it's a very very it's a very very you know established organization they have seen millions of us joining them retiring right so they have a set process of how they look at you know their selection how they look at you know various candidates so you you can't just you know go there and try to be you know you know a lot of people like try to show extra josh you know try to be like you know oh i want to do this for my country yeah you want everybody wants to do something for their country that's why you're joining the army otherwise you have 10 other career options we everybody knows that right so be very be very practical in your approach while you're trying to get into army 
second is also think about it that why do you want to join army because i've seen that lot of people join army but after five, four or five years right things start fading they feel that you know this is not a easy organization to work with you know the, the roles and responsibilities are very tough and uh, you know so they slowly start that that complete high of you know why they wanted to join the positivity starts going down so if you are thinking that army is, is, is army or air force or navy is a great place to have fun and enjoy life <laughs> that's not the right career for you i just want to give you that kind of a feeling and the last is uh, be confident about your approach towards uh, you know your examination or ssb preparation i mean you need to prepare well and you need to ensure that you know uh, you are being yourself there don't try to be a person who is an artificial person or who is whose mind is you know flickering between oil cues trying to understand what is a oil cue there is nothing like a oil cue there is nothing like an officer like quality so that puts more stress on you you know that oh these are oil cues these are non oil cues there is nothing as i told you in the beginning you just need to be a very practical a very confident and a very honest person who wants to join army and why you join army is because you are passionate about this career you are a team player if you are not a team player you can do nothing in army right and last thing being that you know you want to do it lifelong so you need to also have that perseverance with you that can you do one thing lifelong now when we work in the corporate world i see in 3 years people get bored after 3 years they say eh, it's not fun man this job is same old job i'm getting bored so are you ready to do that job for rest of your life if you're joining the army you have to do that job for 30 years so think about all this and then join the army don't just think that it's a very easy thing to join there and enjoy life wear a nice uniform you know just see places that's not army is all about army is a very very tough career option and to do well in army is even more tough you have to go through so many examinations you have to prepare you have to clear your you know a young officers course with good gradings you need to you know clear your staff college you need to do so many you know things to be successful in the army so it's it's a very difficult career option so i hope the guys who are thinking about joining army air force or navy know what you are opting for it's it's not going to be a piece of cake for you yeah yeah uh, th- thanks a lot sir for all the information and you know things that you have shared with us and you know i hope lot of candidates will be watching us or the aspirants will be watching us will gain some perspective about you know the armed forces and even how life within the pashur regiment looks like so thanks a lot again sir for your time on this interview hey, thanks 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 akash thanks and uh, you know for giving me this opportunity uh, it was wonderful speaking to you and uh, my apologies once again it took some mm-hmm. time to schedule this but i hope uh, i hope you got what you wanted i mean you yes. wanted to hear my perspective and i Uh, and i kind of uh, come uh, you know spoke to you in a very frank and a, in a very practical way mm-hmm. and that's what i want others to also follow yeah. if you want to clear your ssb be very practical be very confident and be yourself don't try to pretend to be someone else yeah, yeah. that's what is officer like qualities <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks a lot sir again have a nice yeah, day bye bye, bye 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 jain bye